warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara and as always I'm here with my girlfriend Jessica. Hello. Hello. So today is going to be our true crime headlines series. I kind of got going throughout the year and I like it. I'm so excited for this. We got a variety today, guys. We have a variety today. So excited. But before we get into that, if you are new here, hello and welcome. Returning Spooksters, welcome back. If you want to hang out with us on social media, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and threads under the handle at Three Spooked Girls. Jessica and I are also on those. All of the links for our socials and everything like that is in the link tree in the show notes. And, you know, we love that threads is connected to Instagram. So, We made it as easy as possible. Go follow us there. Go find us. And if you would like to hang out with other spooksters virtually and us, of course, go to our Facebook group because it is amazing. That is Three Spooked Girls Official. Do all kinds of fun stuff in there. That's where Secret Satan is held every year. We do book club every month. We did a really cute so this month's book is a really, really cute, cozy, Christmassy mystery. So if you're a cozy mystery person, you'll love it. It's very like Hallmark cheesy. It was great. It was fun. It was a good read. And they're short too. Of course, because cozies, there's always like a million because, you know, the stories don't have to be super, super long. They're like, I think like under 150 pages, both of them, because I've read the I read the first one. And then I went to the second one because the second one's like New Year's Eve theme. So I was like, oh, let me read that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they're super cute. But if you want to hang out and all that stuff, we got all of that great stuff there. If you would like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls. For as little as a dollar, you get one bonus episode a month, five and up, you get ad free episodes a day early. And also when we put up video content. So if you were here and you saw our vital conversation series during spooky season, all of those videos are up for our five and up patrons and any we do in 2024 will also have that. But yeah, with that, we're just going to go ahead and get into this, guys. I'm so excited. I know. I told Jessica what my arsenal of cases today. So our first one is titled Miami woman arrested for attempted murder after setting Tinder date on fire. 
So Destiny Lene Johnson is 25 years old and is facing charges of attempted murder, aggravated battery caused by great bodily harm and arson. So this was in Miami and she was actually arrested in November. So according to the report, the alleged victim that she was with said he met her on Tinder on November 16th. He said that he picked her up at a Holiday Inn Express on North Kendall Drive and that they smoked marijuana together before he dropped her back off to the hotel. Then just nine days later, on November 25th, he said he got a text from her asking him to pick her up at the hotel. But when he arrived, he said that she told him she needed money to fix her car. And he said he did offer her some money. He offered her $60 in cash because that's what he had on him at the time. That's nice. I never have cash on me. And he didn't have to give her anything. He met her one time. Right. Her reaction to $60 was to become angry and started yelling, you guys are out to get me. Following that, she then started pouring a liquid out of a one-gallon jug on the front passenger seat of his car that was said to be yellow and smell like gasoline. So I'm sure you, yeah, we know what's going to happen. And just moments later, she pulls out a lighter and lights said liquid on fire, which of course caught the car, the victim, and herself all on fire. And the man was able to get out of the car and he said he rolled on the asphalt to put out the flames that were on him and that she just took off and his car completely like engulfed with flames, like totally on fire. Really, really bad. And a couple hours later, they would get a lead on where she was. So they received a report that a naked woman who was burned and stated she blew up a vehicle was just like out and about. So they found her and they took her to the hospital to treat for her burns. And then she was booked into jail. Oh, so um, yeah, there may be an update literally if you're listening to this on Publish Day because she is said to appear in court on December 18th. Right now it is December 9th. We're recording early. So there may be updates. I mean, it's kind of it seems very cut and dry that she is guilty for what she did. So <laughs> now this next one, most of you probably have heard about this one, but I still had to talk about it because oof. Okay. So our next one is a Korean true crime fan murdered stranger out of curiosity. A South Korean court has given a life sentence to a true crime fan who told police she murdered a stranger, quote, out of curiosity. Jung Yoo Jung, 23, had been obsessed with crime shows and novels and scored highly on psychopath tests. She was fixated on the idea of trying out a murder, quote, and she used an app to meet an English language teacher and stabbed her to death at her home back in May. Prosecutors immediately, they went to court, they asked for the death penalty, and this was said to be a request typically reserved for the gravest of offenses, which I mean, if you're stabbing someone to death with zero remorse, yeah, that would qualify. It's not even just like the fact that she has no remorse, it's the fact that she did it because she was curious. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, there's more. So they told the court that she was an unemployed loner who lived with her grandfather and had looked for victims for months using an online tutoring app. So that's how she found that teacher. And she contacted more than 50 people, typically women, were her targets, asking them if they conducted their lessons at home. 
So when she came across her victim that May, she was posing as the mother of a high school student who needed English lessons. So the victim was 26 years old and lived in the southeastern city of Busan. And her identity has not been like put out there because horrible. So Jung showed up to the tutor's house dressed in a school uniform that she had bought online to pose as a student. And as soon as the teacher let her in, she attacked her and stabbed her more than a hundred times. That's so many. And continued even after she was dead. Then she dismembered the woman's body and took a taxi ride to dump some of the remains in a remote parkland near a river north of Busan. She was arrested after the taxi driver tipped off police about a customer who had dumped a blood-soaked suitcase in the woods. Good on that taxi driver. Right? Good job. Police said that her online browsing history showed she had researched for months on how how to kill and how to get rid of a body. But she was also careless and took no effort to avoid CCTV cameras, which captured her entering and leaving the tutor's home several times. A sentencing judge in the Busan District Court said the killing had spread fear in society that one can become a victim for no reason and incited a general distrust among the community. Rightfully so. She confessed to this back in June and pleaded for a more lenient sentence saying she had suffered hallucinations and other mental disorders at the time. But the court rejected this because the crime had been, quote, carefully planned and carried out and it is difficult to accept her claim of mental and physical disorder. Yeah, literally, she's going through so many people and looking up these very specific things so right this wasn't like a i was watching a true crime documentary on tv and then yeah left my house and saw someone cut themselves and like had a moment of like a breakdown and just went into yeah. a killing frenzy this was like oh i think it'd be kind of interesting to kill a person i wonder how i'll go about this yeah and, like she had to think about the whole ruse of getting somebody mm-hmm Yep. This is like serial killer in the making if she had been better at, you know, like, thank God she was terrible at it. Yeah, thank fucking goodness. They also noted that her statements to the police had frequently changed. Initially, Jung said that she had only moved the body after somebody else killed the woman, then later claimed that the killing had occurred as a result of an argument. In the end, she confessed that her interest in committing a murder had been piqued by crime shows and TV programs. And it says, while South Korea retains the death penalty, it has not carried out an execution since 1997. Now we got one that is ongoing. So this is a missing persons case. So we have Nancy Ng, and she was a 29-year-old from Monterey Park, California, who worked with special needs children at a local school district. She was in Guatemala for her second trip with a U.S.-based yoga group and was kayaking when she was last seen. And there was like nothing. So like basically she disappeared on October 19th, right? Her family has been trying to get a response, trying to get in touch with the organization and just having nothing. Now, there is somebody who said they were the last known person to see Nancy and she has been refusing to speak to authorities. That's suspicious. Yes. And this person is Christina Blazik. And her attorney told ABC7 this week that she had spoken with the Guatemalan police. And this article, oh, this was dated almost a month ago now, but I was looking up like recent updates and this was one of the more recent articles. So Christina's attorney said that her and Nancy had been talking while they were both kayaking and Nancy told her she was going to go for a swim. Allegedly, she warned Nancy against it because of the current, but said Nancy still got out of her kayak, which began to float away. 
Her attorney said that she retrieved the kayak, and when she turned around, she saw no sign of Nancy. So the the lawyer's name is Christopher Gardner. And Christopher said that she was told she needed to talk to the police, and she went and gave a full statement to the Guatemalan police. They told her that there was nothing that could be done. Apparently, the lake is known for having people drown in it. And as far as what does Nancy's family say about this, all this information shared by Christina's attorney was new news to them. They said that Christina's statement that she allegedly made was not in the version of the police report that they were given. Oh, shit. Yeah. The Ng family said, I hope she can understand that we have no account of what happened because she is the only person that saw what happened and it wasn't included in the report. Christina refused their multiple efforts to speak with her directly. Her attorney told ABC7 that she was, quote, traumatized by the experience and needed time. ABC7 reported previously that she was traveling with didn't report her missing to authorities until the following day. That's the crazy part. Like, if you see someone, like, drown... Why aren't you going to go right away to tell somebody? Right. And another article noted that the owners of Kayak Guatemala, the company that they got the kayaks from, said that they have also raised concerns about the yoga group's behavior. The owners, Lee and Elaine Beal, said that the group's members did not speak to them after Nancy's disappearance on the lake and didn't pay for their rentals. And that was in an article from New York Post. They are still searching for Nancy. They are trying to find her. Her family has hired a private search team to hopefully bring her home. Nancy's younger sister, Nikki, spoke out saying that, you know, they're not denying that this may have been what happened. Like, they are taking it into account and everything. Mm -hmm. But when and NBC News tried to reach out to Christina's lawyer because obviously, like at this point, Christina's not gonna fucking talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. Just had nothing. And basically, it says that they tried to spin it saying that through Christina's comments with her lawyer, it kind of helps start to determine Nancy's whereabouts. And that's what Nikki's saying. And that's true because like now that they have the fucking truth, you know, over a month later, ridiculous. And they, again, they've tried to reach out to them, nothing. And Nikki also said, I don't know how much of my family can accept that statement if it's not backed up or confirmed by authorities. Whatever she's sharing with her attorney, I don't believe it's something that's under oath. And maybe it's even his interpretation of what she told him at the end of the day what we want is information so we can direct our search team so sadly it's they know it's like a recovery situation at this point and they're just like what the fuck happened how did this happen you know like they just want answers and they just want to be able you know to put her to rest i mean people do drown that's the thing uh yeah like naya rivera was a very famous case that happened. But you would think that someone would be a little bit more like, I don't know, hey, this lady was kayaking, she got out, she drowned. It just almost seems like they needed time. Yeah, because also NBC News reached out to the Guatemala like prosecutor's office and got zero response, can't verify that, you know, yes, this is what we were told by Christina. So that's interesting. And the FBI said in a statement that it is in communication with the Guatemalan government and is assisting them with the investigation. Additionally, the agency said that they are not aware of any evidence of foul play and witnesses were cooperating. And while the State Department confirmed that there is a missing U.S. citizen at this lake in Guatemala, they declined to share further details about the case due to privacy considerations, which I mean, I get that. 
But then it raised more questions. And Nikki also said, quote, Nancy's a good swimmer. I don't understand how this could have happened. Was she struggling for a long time? Did Christina hear her scream or yell for help? What was the scope? What was the circumstances? Did she just disappear? Was there land nearby she could have swam to? I had no context nor enough context of what was going on. So those are the same questions we still have today. And they haven't been given any information from anybody. Like we said, they tried to reach out multiple, multiple ways since pretty much they figured out she went missing. Her family hopes that others will spread the word about this. So, you know, obviously that's why we're talking about it. About Nancy and honor her infectious spirit, describing the beloved sister as a lover of the environment and animals who never failed to live in the moment. She will stop by the side of the road to pick up litter or pick up a bottle to recycle. She cares so much about the environment and she's just an inner child on the outside. She will literally dance in the rain. For now, Nikki said, the family is going to do all they can to keep her story alive. I keep thinking, what would Nancy do? I know she wouldn't give up when it's in the name of someone she loves. She will go above and beyond for that person. So I'm just trying to do right by her. That's just like so tragic. It's like, I agree with them. Something's not sitting right because why would you not instantly be like, oh my fucking God, I tried to say, like tell this person, don't get in the water. She got in the water and now I can't find her. Like blah, 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 you know? Right. And like, I could understand, like, I don't know the wildlife that lives in that lake. Yeah. You know, there's some places in, you know, in the United States that you can't go swimming in those waters because the wildlife in there is vicious. And, you know, maybe she got into the water and her kayak, like, Christina's story could be true. She could be gone swimming off and Christina went to get her kayak and a snake got her, like a big, big ass snake or something like that. Yeah. Or some sort of other water predator. Or she could have been underwater and got caught in a current and never re surfaced Mm -hmm. but it does sound weird that one that they didn't pay like that seems really weird that they just like didn't pay for their rentals and then there's something really fishy about this story that just doesn't like it doesn't set right with me yeah there's a big middle piece that we're all missing oh absolutely and it sounds like that's just what they want they just want answers i mean at this point they're not even like pointing fingers at like foul play they're just like she died by accident just tell us where to look for her yeah that is gonna go ahead and wrap us up for today thank you guys for tuning in as always we're gonna go ahead and sign off and we will see you next time bye guys toodles toodles